Welcome to Broad Ideas. Um, welcome. 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 Broad Ideas. Broad Ideas. Welcome to Broad Ideas. <laughs> you quiet? You quiet? You quiet? <laughs> yeah, I got your tongue. Uh, you today, quiet? we have Michael Jai White. <laughs> His new movie that came out recently, Outlaw Johnny Black, a Western. Who doesn't love a Western? I love Rob. a Western. No, Rob, I Rob, you do? I like you a do? Western movie. Um, also, he directed it and stars in it. Very impressive. And he brought his lovely wife. Love her. Oh, my God. Love her. Loved both of them. So let's get into the interview. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shitload of mm. sugar. All right, shall we? <laughs> Sorry, we'll just go on and on. We'll talk about Erwan. But we are so happy to have you here. I mean, we're happy to have you both here. But I know I'm like, I feel like I just want to talk to I both know. of you. <laughs> but I, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, and it's mm -hmm. so nice to meet you guys and to meet you. And yeah. yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. I mean, you have so much going on, mm -hmm. which is so cool. And you can talk about it, which is even cooler. So <laughs> much cooler. Yeah. Yes. 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 So we yeah. want to hear all about the movie first. Cool. Let's just jump into that. All right. And then we have a million other questions. <laughs> yeah, we have a million other like probably that we'll get to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's the movie's Outlaw Johnny Black, and it is reminiscent of the movies I grew up on. Uh, there was a, these movies circa 1971. To me, it was like a a uh, renaissance of uh, black movies. There were um, movies that were made by Sidney Poitier and mm -hmm. Harry Belafonte, and they were family-friendly, and there were these movies that had history in it, and, and movies like, it was called Uptown Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. um, I really borrowed from a movie called Buck and the Preacher. But also, I pretty much uh, do homage to the Western movie genre mm -hmm. all across, not just the the black ones, but I mean, High Plains Drifter and support support your local sheriff, which is comedy. I just love the Western genre, and I love the the movie making at that time because it all had morality mm. in the movies and the television shows. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something for the audience of boomers and older, and also um, the the Gen X and the 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 next you know group of uh, kids out there <laughs> see what I grew up with. Right. right. Yeah. That's so cool, you know, and just Westerns in general, just that whole thing. I mean, I I love it, and I'm really excited to see your movie. Yeah, you know, I think it's time to get together and laugh again. Oh, my oh God. My, please. Really? Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, how did that touch you in your life? Like, what compelled you to want to bring the morality into pictures for these for the younger generations and for everyone, like, do you feel like that's missing? Do mm. you feel like it impacted you in a certain way you want to give back? What was that pull for you? Yeah, I think it's a pendulum that swings, uh, you know, one way that comes back the other. 
I grew up on movies and television shows that really had messaging. Mm -hmm. It was so stock full of it that once TV shows did this counterculture thing, I think kind of with the start of Married with Children, mm -hmm. they said, let's, let's, let's see how fun it will be to go against the family values and right. everything else. And then it just, the pendulum started swinging the other direction. And so as dysfunctional as we could present a family, as dis dysfunctional as we could present a movie and everything else, that became the, the train wreck that nobody could keep their eyes off of. Right. I think that, that, you know, held for a long time. And I'm hoping to try to help this pendulum swing back the other way. Because mm -hmm. it's really nice and it's refreshing to have some messaging and, and actually something that speaks to our real nature. Right. You know, because right. we really want to get along. We really want, you know, I mean, this time of division. Mm. I mean, I, I feel that people want an excuse to do what's in their heart. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my, my belief is people really, really want to live in harmony with each other. And so I'm trying to provide an excuse to do what's really in all of our hearts mm. is to really, you know, in, enjoy life. Celebrate what we're here to do, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy the, ourselves and, and, you know, have messages that we, we feel uplifted by. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's it. And especially like as parents too, you know, like you, you raise kids and how many kids do you have? We have five. You have five kids. Yeah. That's, a lot of kids. The, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot yeah, of kids. That's a lot of kids. What's the age range? Well, I, I've got some older, like grown kids. And, okay. And we, well, we have a grown child together. Uh, that uh, she's twenty two. Well, she's twenty two now, and um, but we have a fifth. We have a fourteen and a fifteen at home, and okay. they are the last ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's Got a it. lot of kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you started to really get pulled into wanting that message or the pendulum to swing because of being a father, or did that start before for you? I think it's all interrelated. That's just who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And the things that I've gotten out of life uh, are, are, you know, all point to those, those things. You know, I, I understand how, you know, in a capitalist society, uh, people get monetary, you know, value from these, these hot buttons and these, yeah. these you know, mm -hmm. these topics that can cause you to bicker, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, it's just it's just human nature. It's kind of like if it bleeds, it leads. Mm. You know, so there's been, there's been, you know, a lot of uh, money connected to that. And me, I'm a former school teacher. I was a school teacher before I was an actor. Yeah. And so I, I do understand that when kids are at a really impressionable age, they will, they will lock on to the voice of rebellion. That's just human nature. I don't care if it was the 50s and people slicked their hair back and, you know, rode motorcycles yeah. and had leather jackets. In the 70s, if it was an afro or long hair, being a hippie, you're going to grab onto the voice of rebellion. Unfortunately, the voice of rebellion uh, took on this gangster type of role and mm. took on this real coldness to other human beings. Mm. It, it, was, it was what was popular for a long time. And I think it's starting to slowly right itself because we, we see less of a gang culture nowadays. And I we hope do. it continue, continues to go that direction. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's such an interesting point is that we grasp onto the voice of rebellion. And I feel that now how like the bridge would be for people to be rebelling against the division because. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I hope that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to educate them to do that, to take mm-hmm. that, that natural sense of rebellion and have them rebel against what they've been railroaded into thinking. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's really powerful yeah because i mean really it's like social media you know like that whole if it bleeds it leads Mm -hmm. to to let kids know you are being manipulated right they they know you're very impressionable at this age right and so if they sell you all of this negativity you're gonna lock on to that that's right are your 14 and 15 year olds on social media Oh, yeah. I don't know any kid that's not. Right. Because I'm trying to figure out, my daughter's eight, and I'm trying to figure out how to keep her away from it for as long as possible. But I understand that they get to Mm -hmm. a certain age and it's inevitable. Well, I'll share one uh, strategic thing that's worked for for me. uh, And and that's this, because you know, there's going to be a time when your your teenager is going to become rebellious. And I, I would tell my kids when they were like 11 and, you know, 10 or 11, when I could do no wrong and I was like the, you know, the hero. Yeah, I was a a complete (laughs) hero. I would drum it into their heads that there's going to be a time where you're going to disagree with anything I say. You're going to think everything I say sounds stupid and you're going to like not want to agree with me at all. And enough for them to remember that. So when it did happen, (laughs) I said, didn't I tell you there was going to be a time? that you and to prove me wrong, they would then agree with me. Oh, Whoa, that's, that's so right. smart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's I say, so didn't smart. I tell you this? You know, you're not going to want to, you're going to want to go because you're going to disagree with me. No, 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 no. I do agree with you. So I I, I won't go to this. I, I, and I'm like, wow, that was impressive. Like, that well, works. you proved me wrong. <laughs> I don't need, I got to use you that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that worked like a charm. That is so smart. Yeah. I feel like that's like key parental advice right there is yeah. to just, just, just reverse get, psychology. Get, you know. get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Get ahead of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were a school teacher before you switched over to acting. Mm-hmm. First, I want to know what made you do the switch, want to switch, and was acting always the thing for you? We'll I start there. <laughs> I didn't know acting was a thing for me till like later because, you know, where I grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which was really a rough, impoverished uh, kind of area, uh, there were no actors. There was nobody in the arts mm-hmm. where I'm from. And um, so, you know, I just, you know, I I was kind of I was on a line where I could have gone this other direction. I've been um, kind of on my own since I was 14. Wow. So, you know, and experienced a lot of craziness. And so I luckily found an alternate route to honor. Luckily, I had martial arts that took me one direction as well. And then, then once I got to college and encountered people who were very much like me inside, mm. and I got connected to my true nature. Hmm. Because I, what what it was is I was this I was this artist growing up in a harsh city, hmm. and so I I built armor. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand why I was so angry, and you know so like you know traumatized until later. 
and I and I realized, you know, that armor was something I did to protect myself. And deep inside, I was this artist that was trapped. Yeah. And so once I started living my truth, I was freed. I was free to become who I really am. And, you know, to look back, you know, when I was in third and fourth grade, I was putting on puppet shows for the school, <laughs> right? And I created the puppets. I, you know, I did all the voices and everything. <laughs> and when I was 10, I used to do my own short uh, movies, mm-hmm. Super 8 movies, and I edited them myself. And wow. I was self-taught. And so I was doing that naturally. And nobody, you know, nobody told me to do this. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, you grow up and, you know, you know, finally straighten out in high school, uh, start going to college and thinking I have to do uh, all this, this, you know, you got to you got to study either law or business and everything else. And I kept sneaking in acting classes in college. Wow. It's because I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, when I was teaching school, on my off days, I'm going out for acting roles. And it's like, duh. You know, to one day I'm like, you're old to yourself to figure this out. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And so I took a leave of absence after I landed a major, like, theatrical role. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then just pr- decided to pursue the acting. Yeah. 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 Here wow. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Journey. yeah. I'm making puppet shows. You're and making you're puppet making shows. Puppet shows. Yeah. And didn't you work with special ed kids? Yes. Yeah, I, I was would a love special to, ed teacher. Yeah. I have a special needs son with mm-hmm. behavioral issues. So mm-hmm. when we were looking at that, I was like, tell us everything. <laughs> tell oh, my us goodness. Everything. I mean, in a way, I look at it as my real job because yeah. even with the stuff I do with acting, I spend a lot of time doing motivational speaking around the country. Yeah. Uh, that's been a gift of mine. Mm. Kids who are like me, uh, growing up in harsh environments, and especially nowadays, my heart really goes out to them because the obstacles that they have with social media is far worse than the obstacles I had growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. It's so hard to find your way nowadays yeah. when you've got, you know, you only used to have a village telling you, no, do this, no, do mm-hmm. this. Now you've got a Oh my yeah. goodness! You the got the whole world yeah. <laughs> telling you, you this is the right thing to do, and, and you know it's it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's really tough for kids nowadays, and uh, you know I always I always want to encourage them and sometimes trick them into finding out who they really are, because mm. um, beyond all the noise, you got to figure out who you are. Yeah. yeah, and that's really freedom. I mean, true success is living your your intended life you that's know? right um and so with me i didn't know i did and there was nobody to tell me that hey man do you realize you you're always doing these creative stuff and you know and when i used to re- recount stories to my friends they would stop me and say hey man you you sounded exactly like so and so oh yeah like you just became that person i'm like really i didn't know i was naturally acting right you know so the these are the things that you know, uh, I want people to find out who they are without learning what they're supposed to be. Yeah. It's exhausting, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. feel like there's so much information of like, here's how you should think. This is the right, right way. This is the wrong way. And then mm-hmm. it's opposed against all these other beliefs. And it's really hard to decipher what's real for someone. And mm-hmm. I feel like 
children can't do that without the space and the experiences, right? Like you having, for whatever reason, you had the opportunity to sneak out and go to acting class. Mm -hmm. And think of how many other guys in your situation didn't. And how many guys are trapped in those types of lifestyles that if they could have only gotten to the acting class or Mm -hmm. anything that spoke to their soul, how many more people we could free, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really, I mean, I remember when I was in college and I was in a speech class and I I did a, an assignment that I created. I, I, well, it was about how do we know what we really want to do? You know, and it's kind of like the, I pointed out the fact that we, we live from event to event to event. Mm-hmm. And then we graduate and then you get married and then you start living from it. Your children's event to event to event. Mm-hmm. When does it stop? When do you spend enough time to step back and find out who you are? Mm-hmm. And I remember I did that and I got a B on, on that, um, that presentation. That later turned into an A because the teacher said my speech was so effective that four people dropped out the next week. Whoa. And I'm like, whoa, really? Whoa, yeah, so, wow. so because I talked about how do you know? Right. Oh, now, how do you know? So it really what, resonated. I mean, you know, it affected what the yeah. hell do you know about yeah. life? You know, you know, and, and it was advocating stepping aside and finding out who we are before we run ourselves into a trap. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So powerful. That's insane. Really? Is that what, when you go around and you're doing speak, you know, you're speaking and your motive, is it basically this basis of that? Oh, no, no, no. That just happened to be something that was on my mind at that time. But but things are connected to like being, you know, finding your true self. Yeah. And um, like navigating around all the obstacles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do speak to kids, especially kids who are like me, who were trapped in environments that kind of, you know, you see one, one thing in the inner city, you have to. There's a game face that you, you're yeah. forced to put on. Um, and one thing that's very sad is this culture that's gotten so so pervasive is that um, there are rappers out there. I mean, th- this rap culture just dominated. They're so pervasive that these rappers who were really nice guys, that if you look back and see it now, Oh, yeah, this gangster rapper is really a nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's influenced a bunch of kids to pick up guns Oof. instead of books. This is a tragedy. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you know, the, the rappers themselves can say, oh, I'm no, I'm no parent. Fact is, you're a role model. Right. In fact, these rappers be- became rappers because somebody influenced them. And so, yeah, maybe there are a lot of people who know the difference between art and reality mm-hmm. and like adults should. Mm-hmm. But again, when kids are impressionable, what are they going to do? Because they believe you. Yeah. They believe that you're, you know, ready to pick up a gun and whatever. I remember when I was a teacher, uh, one time I was leaving. This is an indelible like image for me. I saw this kid. He's leaving the school grounds. He takes his books and hides his books in, in his shirt and, you know, cinches it up. 
right? And changes his whole look and starts walking down the street looking real gangster. Mm -hmm. He had to hide the fact that he was going to get educated. You you imagine that? Absolutely. I mean. I kind of did that a little bit myself. Yeah. I swiped duplicate books so nobody would see me leave school with books because I had to, I would have my assignment, but I'd go home and I'd have that same book. Yep. So that's an amped up version of what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Broad Ideas is supported by Lumi. Pumpkin spice lattes, freshly picked apples, terrible B.O. Ah, let's face it. Summer isn't the only time we get body odor, okay? We can get just as smelly under our favorite fall sweaters. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi Deodorant was created by an OBGYN who discovered odor isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all-over thing. So she developed Lumi, a pH-optimized deodorant that's clinically proven to control your odor everywhere for up to 72 hours. So fall can just be fresh. It's a whole body deodorant, the first of its kind. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, and feet. You heard it. Here first. (laughs) So what I like is that it's literally safe to use anywhere. I mean, belly button? Is it stinky? Not anymore. (laughs) Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code IDEAS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code IDEAS. Broad Ideas is supported by Quince. Even though my closet was overflowing with clothes, I felt like I never had anything to wear. Then I found Quince and have finally given my closet the upgrade we both desperately needed. I've built out a capsule wardrobe with iconic pieces that can be styled for any occasion. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever, which makes putting together that outfit way easier. Quince has all the capsule wardrobe must-haves, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, suede and leather jackets and silk blouses and dresses. Here's the kicker. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I love my sweaters from Quince. Seriously, every time I want to go out, I don't even have to think about it. I put one on and they're so cute. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash ideas for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ideas and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ideas. But yeah, so it's just far worse in those communities. And, you know, I want to encourage those kids to look, look, you know, it's kind of like, again, you're at your most impressionable, you're at your, you're the voice of rebellion, but it's, it's not like there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. They're doing what everyone has done. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, even kids from great households feel like they have to adopt this gangster lifestyle. Right. Well, it's it's, also everything, right? 
Like you are what you eat. You are the the common denominator of what mm-hmm. you surround yourself with. It's a coping mechanism to stay alive, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's in your DNA to be part of the village. So mm-hmm. if you're witnessing mm-hmm. that the village is hard, is a gangster rapper, uses guns, even if there's a part of you that wants to rebel against it, it's a survival tactic. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. how do you encourage them to rebel against that and have the confidence or even the courage to do so when they've never seen that modeled? Well, yeah, because you have to present an alternative. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, I saw some alternative. My life was changed leaving a gang fight one day, mm. right? Cops came and we scattered. I was on a bicycle and I found myself lost in a neighborhood I had not been to before. I cut through woods and all kinds of different things. And I found myself in a a neighborhood that these houses that were built around this lake. I didn't know this lake even existed. Really not far from where I was uh, um, right near the projects. And I saw this young black couple moving into a house. And they looked like they didn't have a care in the world. Both attractive. Mm -hmm. Both, um, you know, they had this station wagon type of thing and a U-Haul thing. And they were just taking things into this house. And I'm like, and I remember the house had a pool. It would have, you could see the, the little sliding board that goes in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I watched them in awe, th- like probably for about an hour or so. Wow. And that opened up something in me. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Mm. That's exactly who I want to be. And the image I had before that was this guy who was a gangster who had all this respect in town. Yeah. Because he used to have machine guns in his car. And so that's who everybody looked up to. But the truth was shown to me, and I'm going, that's why I'm angry. Mm. Because I haven't seen this. Wow. This is what speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, this is what I became. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. 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 And so from yeah. that moment on, I've been in search of what I have now. Yeah. Um, yes. so, I'm it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the truth. It's moving, and, though. And, but mm-hmm. when people see the truth, it opens something up. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of this other stuff just doesn't jive because the human animal is not supposed to live that way. Right. Mm-mm. You know, so... So that's that's one of the things, and that's why I think it's a very important having messaging in 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 your art. Yeah, especially yes. coming from where I come from, I don't expect that to come from many other people. Who, mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know I I you know in this industry, I I've had a unique background, and I think it's incumbent of me to share that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's just what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, right. it's a duty now. But how about mm-hmm. what led you to fi- to be in front of that house they were moving in? You know, like when you trace the steps of like that happened, the fight got broken up, you right. had to flee, you got lost, like all the things that lead to these moments in your life, you know, that are like. That's that's a movie in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, right. that is a moment, <laughs> you know, that. That really, if I didn't have that image, I don't think I'd be here right now. Wow. Well, 
It's so it's powerful. It's so crazy. <laughs> and it is. And also like what I hear is the most important and tell me if this fits for you is integrity. Because integrity with, especially as an artist and with messaging, like on this show, our whole purpose is to bring conversations like this. Mm -hmm. We want to know what it's like to be human. How do we do it? How do we help others be human? And you're never going to come here and hear gossip Mm -hmm. or shit talking other people or putting other people down. Like, and that's our integrity, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like there's been a whole industry which has been out of integrity for so long. Right. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I even made this movie. Mm. In the Western genre, we had stars that were made of something different. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, those people who did those movies they had such integrity. They were made of, like, they've gone through something. And you can't hide when your eyes are this big on a screen. You can't hide your nature. Right. And, you know, the Lee Van Cleefs and Charles Bronsons and Barbara Stanwicks, all of those people, they were made of something that you couldn't take your eyes off. Of. Hmm. That's why a lot of Westerns today don't work, because you've got people cast that feel like they just stepped out of Starbucks. <laughs> right? And so it doesn't it doesn't match up with the harshness of that that lifestyle back yeah. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think um Taylor Sheridan is doing a really great job. Yeah, he is. Yeah, of showing integrity and characters yeah. that are just full full fledged. Mm-hmm. And um and he's being rewarded from that. And for this movie, I made sure that I had people who felt like they had that timeless quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that have been through something. Yes. They could really play on that level yeah. where they have something to give. Yeah, people, that, you know, instinctually, we know deeper than you think, you know, really. Because you look at someone and it's hard to hide who you really are. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You know, especially when people are are sharp. Yeah. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've got in this movie, I've got extraordinary people who happen to be actors. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too mm-hmm. is that so much of the acting now, like you said, Taylor Sheridan's doing an incredible job, but mm-hmm. like there are a lot of roles now being filled based on someone's followers or based on. Oh yeah. You know, I yeah. run into like as, I, it's. Yeah. As opposed to who they are as an actor, their talent, their gifts, Mm -hmm. what they can bring to Mm -hmm. a piece. But it sounds to me like you care more about those elements than you do anything else. I absolutely do. And I should know better. Right. Right. Uh, There are people who, okay, I mean, things balance themselves out. You want to you want to cast it for people who are popular. Well, you get what you deserve. Ultimately, you, you know, so. So don't don't wonder why there's a lack of quality there or critics may be hammering you. Um, I wanted to make the best movie I possibly could. And if, you know, and that that meant I didn't care about the popularity or mm-hmm. followers of someone. So it turns out that the best people for this movie were people who responded to the to the script, mm-hmm. you right. know, and. If I had 
$50 million to do the same movie, it would ultimately wind up the same cast. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so admirable, you know, to really stick to it. And I think it's a lot of the, you know, issues with. Well, the one, one way I think about it is if you're doing a movie, I mean, my goodness, it's like you have a village. Everybody are like, they're like these misfits <laughs> from all over the, the world and in the country that left home and joined the circus. That's it. <laughs> and it then, is, right? And got a chance to make a living at it. <laughs> that is amazing. Right. Yeah. I don't feel that there's any room on one of my sets for bickering or mm. anything negative when you've got that going. Yeah. All these, these people who are outstanding at what they do and they have integrity. And one of the things I'm, I'm most proud of is that uh, on this set, the uh, gaffers and grips and all these people who normally don't give a damn about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were asking for scripts. Oh, my God. They were, in. they were into it and they That's wanted so to, cool. you know, because they were really, you know, taken, yeah. you know, by, by what was going on. And it's the, they, they said that this is the first time they've invited their children to set. No way. Whoa, that says a lot. That's yeah. Yeah. You know that as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. You're not inviting your children anywhere toxic or (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That I mean, my wife, she's the one that told me about that that people are coming to her (laughs) and just saying that they they love the environment on the set and and uh you know that's something I'm really proud of. You should be. I mean, creating that space and all that for like the whole family you've brought together to make something is an amazing quality to have and like for you to be the leader and to just set the bar I mean I think it's so admirable I can't say it enough yeah like yeah it's it's really you know we're we're really blessed to be able to do that and make a living at it And, and if somebody's gonna leave their house to work on something I mean I want it to be something that they're gonna be really proud of yeah. yeah, and I really feel like we 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 got that. Some the, the reviews have been tremendous. I, I, Congratulations! Made me really blush, but <laughs> but one one of the things that kind of um, sticks to me more than anything is that when I had the first like uh, test screening, mm-hmm. right uh, early on, I had a screening and a producer who came to the screening called me the next day. And said, after I left your screening, I called my mom. And we hadn't spoken in eight years. <gasps> but because of your screening, I looked at things a little differently. And we're putting things behind us and we're getting together. Oh my God. That's healing. I, when he told me that, I said, well, I'm doing something right. Well, and you, so if, yeah. he, if somebody, <laughs> a Hollywood producer, who's... No, no, you know, jaded <laughs> to some degree and has seen all kinds of sure, you yeah, know, you know, movies and that. if that can cause this man to reach out and you know, kind of clean up something in his life, you know, I feel very confident that there's going to be others that, that get those same messages. My it's God. healing, yeah, right? It so is. it's like all the through lines through your life. Mm-hmm. point me to think that you're a healer right when it's teaching where it's the martial arts yeah, I know when I know about directing that. acting <laughs> all of those things basically you're a storyteller i i say i say i'm a servant 
Right. You know, it's it's all about service to others. You know, we're entertainers. I, you know, one one of my favorite quotes is um uh, is Samuel Clemens' quote where he says, two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you find out why." Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, and so knowing why, what I'm here for, that really puts everything in perspective. And you know, so I understand people are kind of conditioned to see my position as like, oh, wow, you know, it's just kind of bells and whistles and everything else. But no, no, no. I mean, I, I'm a servant, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I'm not very comfortable with all the fanfare and stuff, but like, that's, that's a, that just comes with the territory. Right. But no, but I'm, I'm here to, if I don't make your life better, I don't serve my purpose. Right. You know, really. Yeah. Did you have a mentor? I borrowed mentors. Okay, because I'm like, how, I'd love to just know what your take on is. How did you get this character that you are? Because you have incredible character. So where did that come from? Is it through martial arts? Is it through, like, where did you look to, to get this type of? I think I'm very fortunate because, wow, like I said, I, I could have gone another direction mm-hmm. quite easily. And that would have truly been um, sadness. Because I know a lot of people who um, don't have the opportunity to get to straighten their life or, or have less of an opportunity to do that. But yeah, I would borrow things that, you know, there might be someone that influences me here. Mm-hmm. And the confidence of this person and that person. Like growing up, I, I looked at, there was a guy named Jim Brown, who was a, one of the most dominant football players, but he was very cerebral and dominantly physical. Hmm. And then I would see Arnold Schwarzenegger and his confidence. And there was something about that guy. And I take pieces of these type of things. And then, but then it's like, just like I've always had the yearning for clarity. And because I, you know, there was, I grew up frustrated about a lot of things. And I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted a clarity. I wanted to find the truth in, in all things. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think I'm very fortunate because, you know, when it's, I just adopted my own philosophies and things. Right. That just seems to work for me. Like one being, I do something for the future every day of my life. And once that's done, I live in the moment. Mm. And that's served me well because there's something I learned from Growing up in the hood, there's a beauty to that. Mm. There is a beauty. (laughs) There's a beauty that sometimes gets the best of people because you know there there are folks who live in the moment, and it's like they're drinking from the river. Mm. The friendships and the, the the relationships are of the best quality that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that influences me. But, of course, the, the downside is sometimes that lifestyle doesn't lend to thinking about the future, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, you go to the other lifestyles where people are very high, highly functioning in business and, ha- and what have you. They're the other end of the spectrum where they will live their lives, business, and, you know, having all these these, you know, accolades and, and trappings and then not 
enjoy life. Right. Right. right? right. And that's no life to live. Mm-mm. You know, going, saying what people think is successful and, you know, drumming that, that in your head all the time, that narrative. Right. And then how happy are you? Mm-hmm. What quality of friendships and, and relationships do you really have? Mm-hmm. So it's really, it points to we can all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, look at every extreme. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, these things were kind of kind of made clear to me. Yeah. You know, and the fact that I realized that when I, one day when I knew I was following what's in my heart, and I realized I'd already won. It, you know, it wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't about, you know, if I get, you know, discovered or anything. Right. It's like, I'm following what's in my heart. I'm following what mm. I want to do. How freeing is that? You yeah. Know? And then I would go into auditions and I didn't laugh at the director's jokes or <laughs> I didn't care. You know, I didn't do I didn't I had no stress about like if I'm if I'm cast or not. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I came in with an attitude of, huh, I know they probably want it like this, but I'm gonna do it this way. Good oh, because, for you. Because that's what I want. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna pre- present to them something that they, you know, I'm gonna present them me, and there's no other me. Right. So um, or you know, my take on a character. I looked at it as like I, I come in as an independent contractor, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, hey, I'm yeah. gonna like if I'm doing your floors, I'm gonna start with that, and I'm gonna take a lunch break at this time, and I'm gonna finish. So n- nothing was personal, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's so, hard though. That is, mm-hmm. it is really, really hard. Well, they they really can't reject you, can they? No, they can, but it can if you're feel playing like Martha, yeah. if yeah. you're playing Martha, I'm playing Malik or whatever. Yeah, they can reject the Malik, and I don't. I don't know why, you right. know, it, it, it could be cast already for all I know. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> right. Like when my agent says, you have a call back for what, what, what thing? What is that? I won't remember what it is because it's just, yeah. my job was going in there and I'm going to, you know, as a contractor, I'm going to do this that way, you know? Right. And then because they can't reject me, they this- don't know me. Yeah, but that's that what that is right there is you deciding I won't reject me. So -hmm. then you become unrejectable. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we put our power in other people's hands to be rejected, Mm -hmm. we're really rejecting ourselves. We're going, oh, they're right. True. Or or whatever. But yeah, there's going to be a voice if it's there anyway. You have a a voice of doubt. You're going to find ways to feed that. Yeah. But. I really felt that the, the reality of the situation is they don't know me. I mean, they, they really they don't they were, like the movie that changed my career. It was I played Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And um, I went in for these auditions. And uh, it came down to like it was a big deal at the time. And they had flown people from all over. And the people auditioning were going in and out. They're like, there was three scenes to, to, uh, to prepare for. And so it was like eight final people. Mm-hmm. One guy go in, he come, comes right out three minutes later. In, out. And I was the last to go in. And I get in there and they tell me, okay, we're just going to do this one scene. 
oh, okay, cool. I do the one scene. They go, all right, now do the second scene. <laughs> and then they, they, said me, they had me do the third scene. And they're like, wow, how do you, you really have a good, you know, they start talking to me. And the director mentions that he saw a film that I did, a short that I had done. And now they're talking to me about the short and we're talking about like, you know, college, all kinds of different mm-hmm. things. My background, I'm in there for 25 minutes. Wow. Right? And so when I leave, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, and everybody, yeah you are. <laughs> everybody, everybody's like, you know, like this guy's been in there all day. Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, you know, thank you, everyone. And so I'm, I'm pretty confident. I go home. <laughs> I get a call from the casting director. And they said, Mike is going to continue. They haven't made the decision. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, do me a favor. If this goes on, if you are called back again, because this was supposed to be the final callback. Right. So if this goes any, gone any, any longer, don't talk. Don't talk in the room. I said, what? 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 What are you talking about? He said, they freaked out, Mike. They said, there's no way that guy could play Mike Tyson. <gasps> he is far too intelligent. He is, he, he is nothing <laughs> like Mike Tyson. I said, wait a second. What about the audition part? Yeah. It's like they conveniently forgot that you were convincing as Mike Tyson and they started talking to you, Mike. And they said, no, people are going to see right through this. (gasps) He is no way like Mike Tyson. Uh, Talk about pissing me off. It's pissing me off. (laughs) I mean... I mean, this is this is true, and so the, so they said, "Look, we're rooting for you, Mike. Don't talk anymore." Oh my God! And I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. So because within them, you know, they 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 want to they want to cast a guy that they think is the character, He's the person. Right. Forget about this thing called acting, right? Right. And right. intelligence yeah. to study a character right. and deliver. And I'm talking yeah. to them to let let them know. I'm not really going to bite you. <laughs> You're safe with me. I, I get the acting. You're going to have get, that. You, see, you know, because like the director yeah. said, yeah. I put together a film that he's impressed mm-hmm. by. Right. That I edited, I wrote, directed, and everything else. Oh, my else. God. But they're like, oh, no way. He, he's <gasps> not going to be Just convincing as Mike Tyson. Like, like, and so as it went on, I come in the room like I'm gonna tear your head off, and I didn't have, didn't have to really act that part. Mm-hmm. You're like a Martin, yeah, a you're, Martin you're right. there. Yeah, I'm like. There's no method So acting. I eventually got the role, but it taught me a lesson that they don't need to know who you are. Mm. Sometimes oh, that wow. sometimes it's worse. That, so then, if like I had an audition for like, say, if I'm playing some you know crazed person, yeah, is how you doing today? I'm like, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm in the park. Uh, <laughs> So you just were you know, permanently... I, whatever. I, I, I would just be the character. Yeah, you're wow. just in here. Because, like, screw you people. You don't... Yeah. You know, so it's... it's That's such it's an interesting ma- yeah. story, it's though. It's really interesting. And, and eye-opening. I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I saw a twist, too, because I thought you were going to take away something different, but you took away the exact opposite of what I thought you were going to say, mm. is that they don't need to see you. 
And I think yes, that that is have, a huge. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have the access. They don't need to know who I truly am because they're judging me as soon as I walk in the room. Yeah. So I walk in the room as the damn character. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, they're limited, you know, they're limited into their thinking. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a, a signed imagery that I've had to fight through my entire life. Because even friends go, well, I, you know, try to talk, try to describe you to a friend of mine. And, and I couldn't do it. I'm like, why? And they say, well, because you're, you're like, you could be the calmest person in the room or the most animated. You could be the funniest, the most serious. I'm, you know, I've been a walking dichotomy my entire life, mm-hmm. and but that works in my position as a producer and director and what have you. Uh, we went to a comedy club one time, and uh, this comedian joked about me, and he gave me the name. He said, you're Denzel Van Swartzenhart, <laughs> <laughs> which was like kind of, like, I was like, wow, that's kind of, that's kind of. Impressive because, you know, the, for the obvious, like there's, I'm part of all those different worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading Denzel-ish mm-hmm. quality, whatever. Uh, Van Dam, you know, Swartz and the muscle <laughs> stuff. And then Kevin Hart, the yeah. com- comedy stuff. But, you know, I, but that's, that serves to confuse people because they're, they're used to people being, you know, Fit on one shelf, and right. that's the shelf you belong on. Right. Let's don't confuse anybody by doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you know, I remember one time when I was at a national martial arts tournament, you know, competing, and it was in a concert hall, and they had a piano covered, and I sat at the piano <laughs> and I lifted it, and uh, there was an audience that was there, and they just started laughing till I started playing. Because they didn't know I played cla- classical, oh, you know, for, for years. And so it's just like, there you go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck at, uh, you know, kind of, you know, your assigned imaging. Uh, so it, you kind of confuse a bit, huh? Right. But, but, but that's, <laughs> that's been my entire life. That's why it's, you know, it's great that I'm doing this. You know, so this acting and writing and, you know, producing. Yeah. That's just, it's just comfortable for me. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's sometimes it's not comfortable when I'm just acting. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because I'm thinking. I'm in my trailer, and I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh shoot! Do they? Do they remember that the sun is going to be? <laughs> on, and they they better get these shots first, right? Because we can recreate the sunlight against the building. Uh, let me go run out and tell them. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Oh, thanks, Mike. We didn't think about that because the you know, fact, fact is. Like, if, say, if I'm doing an action movie, most, most directors have shot maybe five action movies. Mm-hmm. But I've been on a set of 80. Right. So there's a lot of things that I've experienced. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't go over my head. I, I pocket these things. Mm-hmm. And so I can't turn off my producer and actor brain right. when right. I'm just the actor. Right. That's such mm-hmm. a lucky thing for them to have because you can do that. Yeah. And plus, you know, you, again... We all, you know, we, we join the circus. I mean, yeah. If I can, I, I want everybody to, to really, like, be glad that they came to set. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's such a, a, it's such a blessing to be able to do this and make a living at it. Right. It is. Yeah. I know. And then when you work, you know, I'm sure you've been around some people on some sets and you're just like, 
how? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> because people yeah. can be difficult, unappreciative, ungrateful, mm -hmm. assholes. You know, yeah. you get a whole mix. Yeah. And then, so really, when I look at that, I go, wow, I don't even wish them any harm because they're their own, like, punishment. Right. Like, people who are that way. This is, right. I haven't seen anybody. I haven't met anybody with an inflated ego who was happy. Mm-hmm. No. So I can't yeah. wish anything bad on them. This right. They're worse than who they it. are. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. So it's they like I just go, oh, that. well, that's, <laughs> that sucks that you have to be that way. Right. So how did how did martial arts like come into your life? How did that all start? insecurity? <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I was I was in I was a very insecure kid growing up, harsh environment, you know. I I'd go into tears if there was a stray dog. I'd give that dog my last, uh, you know, food or what, and, and like wondered what in the hell's wrong with me, because it was it was again like. I had the heart of an artist. My brother is an engineer. Things rolled off of him. He, <laughs> it didn't, it things didn't affect him at all. Like, Water off so, a duck. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, you know, wait a second. Which one of us is crazy, mm. you know? And so me, I was volatile. Like, things affected the hell out of me, you know? And so, you know, it's like, you know how, like, people kind of grow up and you could blame everything on your parents? Mm -hmm. And I used to do that because you know, that was accepted. Because you could say, oh, I'm this way because of this. Mm -hmm. You know, my father was a Rolling Stone. He was, you know, had, you know, womanizer. He was a gangster. He did all of this. Now, if I was a gangster, I could say, oh, it's because my father was. Mm -hmm. If I was the opposite of a gangster, I could say it's because my father was. Right. <laughs> right? So when do we take the responsibility that... It's us. Mm. You know, we can find who we are bouncing off of other stimuli. But really, it comes down to this is who I am. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's sad when people will attribute things to their parents and think that that's all the work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, well, my father was like this. And, and then everybody will go, oh, you poor thing. Your work is done here. No. no, no, your work just no. started. Yeah, it just <laughs> yeah. begun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, but it's, I think it's so cool that you found that outlet, though, mm -hmm. with your insecurity and with everything else, like yeah. with martial arts and even in college with your, you know, drama classes or acting classes, you know, and you, you found your way to those things. I'm so lucky. Yeah, you are. You know, that, that, that's why I really, I really feel like it wouldn't make sense unless I gave back or, you know, really committed to, you know, talking to at-risk kids. Because how many people, how many actors have gotten to where I got to who have probably been next to 12 shootouts and been shot and you know, th things that I've experienced mm. that you only see on movies, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons I continue to be the happiest person I know is because I remember those other things. I look at my life from 12-year-old me, and I'm like, oh, my God, you need to be slapped if you complain. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm happy about is like, well, you know, we uh, uh, one of our daughters we were talking, and uh, like my daughter Morgan is basically I forgot how it came up, but she's like, she's never seen me upset. I've never she's never seen me um, what like raise your voice or no, anything like she's that. Ne- she's never seen, and in fact, one like uh, what was that? It was right around April Fools. I forgot why we did it, <laughs> but my wife and I. Oh, this is sad. I feel I so. I feel kind of you know, uh, you know, ashamed of what we did. We no, said, say it. <laughs> oh man, like, yeah, it was kind of bad. Um, we came into the house and kind of act like we were having an argument, <laughs> just to see what would they say if right. we if we had like because we just think about like there are people who deal with this all the time, yeah. right? And um, one thing I don't like to say very much is that. Like, we've known each other 27 years, and we really had maybe three kind of arguments. Like, that's in incredible. The, in, what? That's happened. That's been, like, it's that's... ended in laughter, like, wow. half an hour later. Really? Yeah, we've really, it's not like All we right, we need to try. know the secret, I need to know what your signs are. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I need to know, need to know everything. <laughs> when, are you, when, when are your birth dates? I'm just well, curious. Me, Capricorn, what are you? I'm, I'm Scorpio, and I'm, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean... But it's, I love learning. I, I'm an empathetic person, but I have a philosophy of I will prove the person right before I prove them wrong. If I'm debating or if there's something that, you know, there's two different sides, if I can listen and I can explain your side of it to your satisfaction and you know I understand, well, then you're open into my side of it. Mm-hmm. Because you no longer feel like I, you have to, you know, get you know get my, uh, my understanding of it, and, and and also anything traumatic or a lot of misconceptions start from a, 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 an emotional place, mm-hmm. and any anger that you have with something, there's a question that's that's asked, mm-hmm. like what, when, why, how, mm-hmm. like if you're in a traffic jam, you're like what the. You know, how, it's everything's a question, right? And so, say you get to the end of the traffic jam, there's an accident. Well, are you mad anymore? No. No. You see that there's logical reason. Mm -hmm. Now, how many traffic jams does it take before you realize it's not a conspiracy against you? There's There's a logical reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you concern yourself with the reason instead of the emotion, Mm you might find no reason for the emotion. Oh, wow. And that just works along a lot of... Yeah, I'm like, can I do things. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if there's like, you know, um, someone is short on you about, about something or mm-hmm. someone, and there's probably a reason there. Mm. Concern yourself with the reason, not the fact that what they did was illogical. Right. You know, somebody... You know, I get to a red light and somebody calls me an asshole. I'm not going to think, oh, you know, all the good things I've done, how is this person going to call <laughs> yeah. me? You know, I'm going to be like, well, oh, no, why do you say that? Oh, you cut me off back there. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's that simple. <laughs> right. There's usually a reason for all these right. different things. And so looking at a lot of things that way, I don't really find a lot of reasons to become angry. Wow. Because there's... Hmm. It's like, you know, it, it's just that way. Yeah. 
you know, there are some assholes and feel sorry for them. But usually that's not really what you're dealing with. You, right. And, and I've had amazing conversations with people that you would never think that I would have amazing conversations and learn things from. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just yeah. because I'm yeah. not, I'm not threatened. Uh, you know, somebody could tell me you're this and I'm like, wow, okay. I know I'm not. You know, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, so it's, it's pretty easy and with, with us. I love her more than life itself. So th- this thing. This is so, just so. No, I'm, but, but. She's electric. It's, it's, yeah, by the I way. Mean, yeah. It's, like absolutely <laughs> electric. No, but the truth is she was a better person than me. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's true. And so to have a successful relationship with her, I had to become the man that she deserved. Aww. Right. No, that's just the truth. Yeah, I've, I, I, I know, my, but I just my, hearing it is just. I, I, so th- that. Fortunately, just looking at the truth. And if I didn't do that, I would have sabotaged everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and we wouldn't have the life that we have. So, I mean, I had to become the guy that she'd be out of her mind not to have. (laughs) (laughs) And so we both got better. Yeah. You know, and so we have this two person cult that's just, (laughs) you know, yeah. Two person cult. It is amazing. It is amazing. We're, you know, we're 27 years. I mean, that's a long time. You guys have known each other. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, again, like, we normally don't like to tell people that we don't have arguments because it's right. Because people are always like, oh, if you don't fight, it sounds like we're trying to impress people. No. Wait, well, well, how did your daughter react to the, joke of you arguing oh yeah, well, <laughs> that's what i want to know i know oh, you know i'm not God. gonna let that we, we, like wait wait <laughs> she was so mad at us oh when it she found like out she it was a trauma. joke you mean because she's never <gasps> it, she's never seen us argue oh she's my never God. and so yeah it was it was bad she really let us have it <laughs> oh uh, she did not fight do you do oh. the siblings fight oh absolutely Always. Of okay, course, yeah. yeah. But what an example you're setting for your kids to see yeah. this yeah. beautiful relationship. Yeah, our 22-year-old gave us the greatest compliment <laughs> when, when she was like, what, she was 14 or something at the time? Yeah, yeah 13. She <laughs> says, what did she say? You're, you're my relationship goal? Hashtag relationship goal. Yeah. For 13, yeah. that's very, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. we say all the time, more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. They're, they're going to do what they see, that's yeah, right. that's not right. necessarily what you say. Yep. And so because their lives are so much more important than ours, you know, it's it's about us adhering and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, doing the, the, the discipline things, you know, the yeah. things we discipline ourselves. And then they follow suit. Like if I had to work out and I'm like, and I, they got past me and I'm like, ah, and they see dad getting up and it's like, I'm going to the gym. I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. But I said I would. And so they're like, oh, that's what you do. That's what mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we talk about that a lot, like how you put things and what language you use and everything with kids. Because I forget who I, who do I always quote when they're like, oh, I get to go to work. Like, yes. it's like, you know, it's not mm-hmm. that I have to. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I do it because it's like habit. You Kristen know? Bell. Mm-hmm. Kristen was saying that, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know, you, you get so into the habit of like, mommy has to go to work. I'm sorry. I don't want to leave you. Da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. it's like, wait, you have to spin it. So then they're brought up to believe like, this is all a positive thing. Oh, you're yeah. doing it for the positive reasons. And yeah, you like, know. like when I would do movies um, and 
the foreign locales or whatever, I always made a point that at the last week of filming, I fly the family out. And so what would happen is that, you know, you, you, you're, you're at this place and now you've kind of got the lay of the land. You've got kind of carte blanche in places. You know what restaurants to go to. Mm -hmm. You know what places to see. So you bring the family out. And they get a chance to experience it. That's so cool. And so every time dad gets a job, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so you do that. You know, little things like you do, like, you know, kind of, you know, kind of get ahead of the yep. curve. You get ahead of the curve a lot. Yeah. One, one other thing that I share with the head of the curve thing that I was really happy about <laughs> is that the, um, what we, what I would do with the whole FaceTime thing, mm -hmm. I would FaceTime with the kids when I'm in the house with Right. Normally, just naturally do that a lot. And so we we talk and we're just rooms apart. <laughs> and so when I was gone. Right? It was like you were yes. in the next it's like room. I'm still there. Oh, That's I love so that. Because yeah. we forget that they're growing up in a different age. Right. They sure are. So, yeah, I know. I'm like, this is the Jetsons and I'm talking. To them. <laughs> you know, so but 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 they. That's just commonplace for them. Right. So my daughter has a question or something that, or funny idea or whatever. If I'm on set and that phone rings, everybody knows, shut it down. Because, <laughs> You're gonna you know, because, yeah, I want to encourage her to feel like I'm in the next room. Aww. Oh, that's you know amazing. I mean? yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. That's, you know, you, you, I don't want to, you know, have this thing to where I'm, out of pocket. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like you're a miracle. <laughs> I do. I mean it's that so, genuinely. Yeah. I genuinely no, what a feel. beautiful example, you know. No, just, it's, you know, it's just these there's things that work for me. I mean, you know. Yeah, but you came yeah. to play. Like you you can tell you take your life seriously, mm -hmm. right? That you have thought behind everything and that you're really intentional and it's inspiring, and mm -hmm. I feel like, like you said, you're lucky. I feel like you really are. I am. Do you have any sort of, like, spiritual foundation? Is there, like, any kind of higher power for you in your life? I borrow from a lot of things. <laughs> it's like your yeah. mentors. You're just I, yeah, borrowing. <laughs> I, I borrow from a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though the, the movie, this, is, this has a lot of faith-based stuff oh, in, does, the, in this yeah. movie. But, I mean... You can you could find inspiration from the the Boy Scout motto, right? You know right. I mean? right. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so yeah. many yeah. so many things you can pull from, right? And that's the thing. It's like you know, I learn and, and borrow from cultures. Yeah. You know. And yeah. That's, think, right. Yeah, don't don't you know, limit yourself to, right in, in your mind and your your world. Yeah. And all the traveling, you know, I'm sure you've been exposed to so many different things and people and beliefs and you know. Mm -hmm. Just from work and oh, all yeah. of that. Yeah. So yeah. a meaning machine. You can extract meaning mm -hmm. from anything that you encounter. Oh, yeah. And, and I just love learning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love learning. That's why I, say, <laughs> I always say, like, if I'm wrong, then I learn something. Right. So I, I look forward to being wrong. And that's another thing about with, with my wife and I. There's no ego. And so nobody's trying to pr protect oh. themselves or, you know, kind of like, be shamed because they're wrong. Nobody, who cares? What? You know what I mean? So there's I mean, no, there's, 
no uh, tension. I want to grow up in your household. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you mm. got to give lessons. On. Yeah, no, it's so cool. Mm. And I just want to. I want to know how you guys met. We met at a club. <laughs> oh, what club? <laughs> it, was, it was a friend. A friend of mine, Dave, Dave Brown. Yeah, he for, party promoter, and he's a. Uh, you know, he's uh, best friends with uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. Okay. You know, he threw a party. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm kind of, I would go out and I feel like I was always this undercover person who always looked for uh, the one. Yeah. Right? Really. And, um, but I pre- my presentation might look like the guy that's about town, right? <laughs> and so... You know, I'd go, I went out and, you know, and uh, her friend, she had a friend that was very vivacious and, you know, kind of <laughs> showed all of her attributes in a way. <laughs> and she was one of these people that, you know, just it gets the guy, that, mm-hmm. that type of person. And she was very friendly. Mm-hmm. And I looked around to her friend <laughs> who was... <laughs> Every bit as gorgeous, but not showing it to the world and was much more reserved and really was genuine and had this energy about her. And so I just kind of made my way around, talked to her because there's this other person that, you know, that Mm -hmm. to me, we jived with and we danced all night. Did? Oh. Is it like you guys have, you love to dance. Did you guys have a song and did it come from that night? At the club dancing. There's, there's too many songs that we danced. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get like, okay, what was like? <laughs> that yeah, is so, so cool. I mean, you know, so that that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, I still had to grow up and you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, yeah. slay my dragon. You said like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, become like I said, the guy who uh, deserved it. And so, um, but here we are. 27 Mm. years later. (laughs) Gosh, this whole thing, like you guys, your story, you know, everything is just so inspiring and like, it's just such a beautiful, I don't know, everything. (laughs) I just, you you know, look up to you, both of you so much and what an example you're setting for your children and it's so admirable. Thank you. Thank Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to see your movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I encourage a lot of people to go out and see it. Yeah. I, I think it's time we should all laugh together and, uh, yeah, and realize how much we have in common with each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. We really do. We mm-hmm. really do. And yeah. I think it takes seeing the world that way. It's not a bunch of shitty people. There's good people mm-hmm. all the time, everywhere, and we need to not be so against each other. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, Laughter can do that. Yeah. And I want to share this message of forgiveness, mm. you know, because I mean, there's things that, you know, there's things in that in history that we can learn from, but mm-hmm. we can also put those things in its place and move, move on. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the overlying message of the film. And the one that I was so happy that, that, that uh, producer, you know, grasped onto, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I hope, to have more reactions from the audience like that. I That's bet you will. Yeah. I see it. Mm. The vision <laughs> is there. <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to call my mom 
that I haven't called in eight minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you so me. much. And, and I'm glad you were here too. Yeah. Even I'm, though, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, we need a mic. Here with us, I know, and it's really here with special us. to Absolutely. be able to witness. Really, mm. truly. So thank you guys so much. Well, thank you. Thank and you. we can tell you're not lying about all of the arguments and stuff because... We're looking right at your wife and she's agreeing the whole right. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the proof right there. We got the proof. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank oh, you so yeah. much. Thank, thank you, you thank guys. You. Yes. Guys, we just shared tacos. We did. Did we? I don't we, we didn't share. Them. We shared in eating tacos. We each took a bite of each taco. <laughs> And then pass it, <laughs> pass pass it the around. Taco. Yeah. No, There's a didn't. game, Pass the Burrito. Have you ever played that? No, what's that? No, it's an actual like board game. It's like a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Huh? You get like pelted with a like squishy actual burrito that comes with the game. Hmm. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Cool. What's new? <laughs> I don't know. I'll with you guys. <laughs> I have something. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. Rachel's <laughs> bringing something. There's the side part. I, so Briar is learning an instrument and she chose the guitar, right? Yeah. So we went to get her a guitar for her lessons and she got a really cute guitar and I was in the acoustic guitar room. Where did you go? Guitar center. And I was like, I looked at other places, but they didn't have a half size guitar. That's what she needed. When you figure guitar center is probably a good place to get guitars. <laughs> I've heard. It's in the name. <laughs> and so we're in the acoustic room and I'm looking at these guitars and I'm like, this one's really cute. Okay. And it says, <laughs> why are you guys looking? Because I don't know where this is going. Yeah, feeling weird. It's just Gertie. slobbering all over itself. Gertie is making a special appearance. Well, Gert squirt. Um, and I was like, oh, and it was in, in the section it says used. So it was not expensive. And it was cute. It's a three-quarter size guitar, which is smaller. And mm. I'm small. And I was like, you know what? It'd be really fun if, like, I got a guitar, too. I mean, I have one. But, like, one, this little one. Because it seemed appropriate for me. <laughs> and I can learn while Briar's learning. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself this guitar. So we go. And Briar gets her guitar. And then I go to pay for my guitar. <laughs> and they're like, okay, <laughs> you can pick it up in two weeks. And I was like, I have to wait two weeks for my guitar. I was like, it's right here. Like, why can't I take it? And they're like, well, there's a police hold on it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Like, there's a police hold on it. You tried to buy a haunted guitar? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, there's a police hold on it. And we have to wait till it clears to make sure that it's not stolen. Mm. Or like from criminal, whatever. And I'm at the counter and I'm going through that thing. Like, you know, when you feel like, fuck, I'm already up here and they think I'm going to buy the guitar. So if I back out now, like, I feel like that's not polite. And like, I ought to just go through with it now. And I'm going to have to wait two weeks and come back all the way fuck out here to pick up this guitar. Anyway, Did you buy so it? I bought it and they put it <laughs> so, so so it's on hold still. <laughs> and Briar's like, mom, why can't you take your guitar? I was like, there's a criminal hold on it. <laughs> why don't you go in and post a picture and be like, does anyone know who this guitar belongs to? And you could find it's... Yeah, did you take a picture with the guitar? I am not interfering with the police. I feel like they are handling it. 
Mm, it's also it's, not an expensive guitar. Right. It's probably just a policy, too. Because a lot of bands get. I just thought it was stolen. more funny to be yeah, like, yeah. there's a police hold on your guitar. I was like, of course, the one guitar. <laughs> what color is it? It's cute. It's just like a normal wood, but it has like the little circle has like an embroidery looking thing. Mm. It's a classical guitar, I was told. I know nothing. I mean, okay? who's stealing kids' guitars anyway? Actually, anyone. I should get a guitar. You, anyone? Anyone. Any, okay. Yeah. I should get Briar's People guitar. People steal things. They don't yeah. care. Like, don't I've care. had my kids' freaking diaper bags stolen. They don't well, care. Diapers are valuable. I mean, I feel like that's more legit. Yeah, when I went, when I, I got frauded and I it was like Walmart and we looked it up and it was like bottles, diapers. Uh-huh. Yeah, have you ever, have you been robbed? I've been, my car got broken into last week. Last what? week? Yeah. You didn't tell me this. It, it's the third time it's happened. In front of your house? Yeah. You need to move. Yeah, but you it's anywhere. <laughs> I mean, that happened in Granite Bay when we were in like a tiny little precious town. We still, you, you know what your the key Your car is? got broken in, was it unlocked? It might have been unlocked. See, yeah. I was going to say, her car's always unlocked. Well, South, when we lived in South Pasadena, Natalie's car got broken into. Really? And our garage got broken into on yeah. New Year's Eve, which Shady. I think she South maybe Pass. just left it open. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was. See, just it, like she's saying, the door was unlocked. Here's a funny story. Well, I don't know if it's funny. Friends of ours. Wait, have you ever been robbed? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> but not my car. Oh, that's weird. Not really. I Not lock yet. my car. Well, my you house? just you get new cars so often, <laughs> and oh, people probably not, assume no, that they're like high tech security. Rob. No, it's behind her big gate. My that's big why gate. I park on a street like the common folk. That is true. I do not yeah. have a big gate. You've got big gate energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as, as you were. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. It was you said here's something funny. Our friends. Oh, I don't know if this is funny. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of ironic. So our friends who a long time ago were going to get engaged, he, the gentleman left the ring in his car, and like the day before he was supposed to propose or whatever, like it got stolen. Oh, that's hilarious. Out of his car, so he had to use. He was proposing at Disneyland, so he bought a plastic princess ring to propose with. They are now divorced. So, <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I remember that one. Yeah, it's a bad omen. Is it a sign? Was it like a family ring, too? No, but it was not cheap. Not cheap. Do you think that's a sign? I wonder, because that brings up signs. Like, yeah. what do you read into? Do you only read into ones that work for you? You know what I mean? Right. Rob, Rob reads Rob's into all, all about of signs. <laughs> I have signs all the time. All the time. They're just like everywhere. Do not enter. Do not enter. <laughs> yeah, that's your excuse for not being a You guys, I didn't actually check my teeth. Caution. Do I have stuff on my teeth? Let's see. Do we want to talk about this? The last Mm-mm. couple yeah, episodes ago. I couldn't ago, release a video because I had a huge thing of food in my the teeth. The whole interview. Did you really? It's the whole interview. Do you know that, right? I assumed. I yeah. just didn't want to look because it's embarrassing. Why I am a that person that tells people. Me I'm too. a person that tells people, like, if, even if I don't know you that well, I'll be like, yo, you got a booger. I don't, a mm. uh, booger, I, I don't know if I'll tell. So it depends. Say, like, you might want to. <laughs> Natalie is really the only one I'll tell if. if well, yeah. Something. Like, you're I, super, you would tell you, us. Yeah, no, you would let maybe, it hang just because of embarrassment. Well, Not because you, you would say No, something. I would tell you both. A hundred percent. You'd be like, you've got shit in your teeth. 
Yeah, that's about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Other people, you just let them have it? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I trust you wouldn't do that to us. I didn't see it. I didn't have my glasses on. Well, I was on the other side of you. Well, it was and the sun was out. Shut up. <laughs> we all, you guys won that round. Okay. <laughs> you really did in a very powerful way. You were right. Very powerful way. You were really we were, right. Not as powerful as that resounding. woman convincing you to get them in the store. And then the other guy convincing you to get them again. <laughs> have you gotten rid of both of them? I still wear them both daily. Hold on. I what? just have to buy new ones. You have you, two pairs? You did this oh last time. Oh my God, time. Rachel, I worry about We've you. We've literally talked like about the second same pair. Exact thing. It's starting to no. get scary. Yeah. No, we didn't. We talked about the second pair and you said, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> and it, it was. It had been like a half hour since we had talked about it. I have no... Costco? Rachel. Costco is sounding a little familiar. The guy, the guy at Costco, Costco convinced me after the lady that told me them no, spire convinced no- me. Did I did I engage in this conversation? We, I mean, we have it on video, I think. Like two or three times on video. Oh I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm I'm not worried. even kidding. And then you'll say things. You did that to me today. You're like, this person said this. I'm like, that's what I've said to you 300 <laughs> times in the past two days. It's concerning. Yeah, I think she's broken. I'm definitely broken. <laughs> is it? Can we return her? Good thing you don't drink alcohol because you'd have like be really, real bad wet brain. I'd be really broken. You're just too busy being a mom. That's like, <sighs> yeah, I guess that's really your full point. identity. Yeah, no, and, I do nothing. Yeah. How boring is that? We ch- try and tell you all the time. Yeah, you've been invited <laughs> to like a lot, lot of things. things. God, you guys, <laughs> you don't have to be boring. I do have a lot of things coming up in one week. That's true. Where I'm leaving my house a lot, and you probably won't for like six months after that. Correct, but. There's like a week of like a lot and I'm like already freaking out. Like, what am I going to do? Why? I don't know. I think I have codependency with my daughter. She's going to be fine. I know. She might actually, (laughs) she might actually be better for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It'll be good for her. We're two. Yes. Yes. Correct. I support it all. She's actually quite independent. Like she does a lot of play dates. She does a lot of things. Good. It's the sleeping. Yeah, that's it. But I relate. I was like that as a kid. You know, you want to be cozy. Won't she sleep with your mom? Here, at at home. Sure. She doesn't like sleeping out. Right. Yeah. Does she get nightmares? She, you know what? We, during COVID, started to read Harry Potter. And ever since we started reading that, she started to get nightmares. Calvin watching it was when he started getting nightmares. The, like, (laughs) spider scene. But he has solved his nightmare How? issue. Wow. He drew oh. a picture of a face that he keeps next to his bed that protects him. That's so and he's And he's like, since he's told me, like, since I've drawn this, I don't get nightmares anymore. That's amazing. And he turns, like, all the lights off now. Wow. That's amazing. And he sleeps on his own? He sleeps with a dog. But Aww. Aww, that's cute. Which she nor she used to hate sleeping with him, and what we have like a lazy boy in his room. Mm-hmm. Well, we got rid of it, but it used what? to be in there. Where'd it go? It went in the garage. Oh, okay. Uh, but he had a lazy boy in the corner, and she like wouldn't sleep. She'd always just jump off and go on the lazy boy. Yeah. But she is now transitioned. I think it got like too cold in there, so mm-hmm. now she needs his body heat. 
So now Aww. she'll actually like sit and cuddle. Probably really helped him. But yeah, have her draw a face. Yeah, have her draw a That's, face. But he came up with that on his own. Yeah. That's really interesting. And he's like very proud he's of very it. Evolved. And, like that he just like <laughs> somehow this face I'm impressed. stops his nightmares. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she has it in her head certain places or beds will give her nightmares. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he would say he has nightmares like every night. That's what mm. he used to tell us. But would he wake up and get you? Uh, he stopped because we weren't thrilled by a How do you 2 stop? I still have, we all sleep in one bed. Well, yeah, that's. All four of you are in the bed now? Yes. I know you would like take turns and be in different beds. Yeah, it, there's always turns, but for the most part, we all end up in, in your one bed. bed. Four people and not on a the dog. twin bed. I, have. I mean, we just have a rule no. that like dog's not in our bed. Calvin's not allowed in our bed. Yeah, but I get the concept of a rule. We're just, I don't we just don't understand like how that. to implement it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't, I, it I was truly like, don't understand how you do it. It was just a yeah. routine that we developed <laughs> immediately. Like, right. You have to, if you start from the beginning. Yeah. Right. Like Calvin and Vincent still have the same routines like they yeah. had since we they were born. Up. Yeah. I fucked up. I fucked up. Well, no, I have the same routine. It just involves it Friar your in bed. my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now that's going to be a very hard habit to break. Yeah, I know. But she's excited. Yeah. Like we're redoing her room and, you know, there's things you can do. And I'll probably be sleeping on one of her bunks for the they first They say to few make nights. a book like where they go through it and they draw the pictures and you write it out like Briar sleeping in her own room, that kind of thing. Well, I, I was thinking of like doing a chart and each night she does it, you put like a sticker and then when you get to a certain point, then there's a reward. We yeah. did that when he was waking up in the middle of the night. Right. It was like every You 10, did a chart? Every 10 nights you got a star, you could pick out a toy yeah bought, like a box of just like a wheel. positive incentive to like yeah and then it was too often that became every once a month after you get yeah. 30 stars you right. get a hot wheel car shepherd wouldn't understand that i don't don't say that you don't know oh, you gotta find something he likes enough he gets it you think he would get that yeah because the more you do it and he'll see what you're doing each day and when he gets to a certain spot, there's something's going to happen. He yeah, totally like is going to understand I that. I think it's my problem because yeah. I like to listen to him breathe. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> yeah, sleep without him. Sounds like your problem. No, but because he has breathing issues, like if he gets a cold or whatever, I'm like, I He can... doesn't have a cold every day though, Olivia. I think he has a cold every day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think he has a cold every day. And, and I feel your, unsafe. Your fear is that he's just going to have a, like an asthma attack or something and need to go to the hospital and I'm not going to be there to hear it. And then you're not always going to be able to be there though. Well, someone will. Yeah. He's never going to sleep in. An, uh, I know I need to get him in his himself. own bed. We went away, you know, a few days ago and we left him with my brother and his grandpa and they had to call my mom into the situation to come and stay. Because, oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. The boys wouldn't sleep in the bed with my brother or their grandpa. They needed CC. They needed a mommy. But they slept with Cece. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Are they like right on top of her? Uh, are they good at sharing the bed? Because that's the other thing with Calvin no, it's is awful. he like no. will sleep sideways. So oh, it was like completely. this isn't an option. I'm not gonna sleep if I'm you're getting in kicked here. in the head. Oh, all the time. And and then they flip yeah. every it's it's awful. I'm tired, you guys. Well, can we stop talking? This is not <laughs> this is not good for any anyone. <laughs> no, it's not. Something needs to be done. I think I need like an intervention. I think we both do. 
Yes. <laughs> this is sing, your intervention. It's time for you to sing this song. Which one? Your song. What's my song? What's my intervention song? Hi. Oh, it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. At That's tea fun. time. Everybody agrees. <laughs> I wanted that pillow. You didn't get it for me. That's all I wanted for my birthday. What? The pillow that's embroidered that says it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. The Taylor Swift pillow. It's not a real Taylor Swift pillow. Somebody embroidered a Taylor Swift pillow with those lyrics, and I thought I needed it. There's always Christmas. <laughs> I just felt like it was a necessity because it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Rob has fancy socks on. The kind of socks I always wear. You always wear fancy socks. You know what? I know sock stores. Now I know what to get you. They gotta be like thin though. I know. I see what you're wearing. All right. You're not wearing thick athletic socks. Very, I'm fairly particular about my socks. Do you wear those with not surprising? Shoes? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> no, because Jeff, I got him a new pair of tennis shoes and he was asking, he was like, do I wear these socks or these socks? And I got him fun, cute little socks with like mushrooms on them and like all these kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wear these. But I thought you can't wear normal dressish socks thin socks no tennis shoes. the real thing is pants or shorts huh if you're wearing pants or shorts it's like I, technically i'm not supposed to wear these kind of socks with shorts because they're too tall but you can wear them with tennis shoes i wear them with shorts too uh but oh. shoes Rob don't matter care. yeah Rob don't give up <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can wear those with any type of do shoes. you wear shorts Nope. Yeah, really. So what are you talking about? You're like, I wear these with shorts on the one time I wore shorts <laughs> to play soccer or softball, softball. or whatever. Play softball. Oh, I do wear shorts to play softball. Do you yeah. wear those? No, he has socks softball socks. Do you wear softball socks? Softball socks, yeah. yeah. Hello. Nice. Do you play a song when you go up to bat? I do have a album that I play on my way to every game. To pump you up? Not, it's not a pump up. It's more of like a superstition thing. Uh, I mean, it is like a semi-higher energy. Okay, one song it? on it. Give us an example. It's it's this band Circus Survive. Oh, it's just an album from a certain it's an band. Yeah, yeah. What's and it's like band? superstitious. Superstitious, yeah. Hmm. Do you win every game? We win a lot of games. We went undefeated last season, so. And but this has been album? going for like a year and a half. That album. Where, it, but it also like ruins my Spotify Wrapped at the Your end Spotify of the year. What? Wrapped. Wrapped, where they like oh, recap oh, your oh. year because it's always that which. Is fine. I was going to say, do not you an, really care about it? It's not that? an indicator of what I'm, <laughs> what I'm like actually listening to. Uh, I, mine is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah, I know. And so, but I don't that. let I don't let the boys use my Spotify so that it doesn't what? mess that up. They have wow. their own Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> they have the, oh, they have their own Spotify. Yeah. I'll see. At least Briar's like into Taylor Swift. Like that's all we're listening to right now. But at least you know. It's I like, like it. Have you building, tried Woody but Woodpecker? But it's building <laughs> your algorithm. You're fucking with your algorithm. I don't if you, care. I would listen to Taylor anyway. Well, yeah, but if you want to like find other music that you, you know, might what we should do. You know, what we because should do? the music Wait. I listen to, it doesn't mess with that. Like I don't get it. Does a little bit. Songs. It does. does Lou, it? We should take Rob's phone. Yeah, and just put country music. And so by the end of the year, it's all just country. I'm gonna send you a playlist. Yeah, he won't listen to it. Will you not even I'll try? Listen. No, I'll listen to it. I. 
We'll listen like to lyrics? like 15 seconds. Of, you know Rob, so, though. Yeah, but you, I know, but do you like lyrics? Do I like lyrics? I don't think yeah. you're going to get you Rob with person? country lyrics. Uh, yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't think that's going like, to be the hook for Rob. <laughs> I mean, I like lyrics, yes. I, lyrics but he's not going to be like, oh. It's an important part of whether a song is good or not. Because there's some country artists that I believe you would like. That you'd be like, hmm, this is actually really there's good one, okay, music. I have said this, and I'm going to say it here. I have never liked country music, okay? Me I've too. never been a country. I'm always like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's how I was. There are a few songs over the years. I'm like, okay, I can get into this. There's this one artist and his new album I have been listening to, Zach Bryan, correct? Correct. I really like the album. Because it's an amazing album. No, it's, it's like it's a he's, really his good voice, album. I, I'm, I know. We're yeah, just, whatever you guys like. Well, I'm telling you because I'm like you. And so if I can say that, like I literally, I'm putting his music on. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, there's like, like older Kings of Leon feels a little more like country to me. I mean, I see what you're yeah. saying, but. Which that, I can fuck with that. That's fine. That's what I found a lot the of article, by the way. Like. Oh, I found did. the article and sent it yeah. to you, Rachel. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. What's well, happening? we need to tell people what you're referring to as well. There's a song called uh, <laughs> My Party, I think. Yeah. And Because of the Times, which is a great album. Yeah. Uh, that's written I'm about referring. Rachel. Well, let's not say it's written about. I mean, there was something you're that happened in song. that inspired that I... Like, she was at my party, and it was me. I'm the she that was at a party. It's a good song, it's too. It's me. Hi. I'm the she. I'm... It's me. <laughs> oh, boy. I hated country music. Hated. I was like, never. Not going to happen. Then once I got converted, when we went to Nashville this past whenever, I literally went to Jeff, thank you for changing my perspective, because I'm so in love with so much of the music. That I feel really grateful that he opened my mind to it. You think that <laughs> at 35, with as much as like music is an identity to me, that I'm going to be yeah. converted? I, I don't. I don't think you'll be. I'm still not officially converted. I'm not. Right. But I think you would appreciate like Zach Bryan, like some of his songs. I think you. I As think you would appreciate a lover it. of sure. music. A hundred percent appreciate. It. I sure. think you'd be like, this is good. And I don't think I, you're going to be like. <laughs> Jim McGraw, coming. Yeah. Let's go, guys. To the, you know, like I don't see that for you, yeah. but maybe. I I can say with Garth Brooks, yeah. Rob's gonna be like guys. No, my mom and sister love country music. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So I know. Anna, but, tell us, but like up. pop, but like pop country. Which what do you is consider not, pop country? I mean. I love all that stuff too. I'm not gonna lie. I love it like, all. But I, the what's trailer, I think. The, what's the, the trailer? I think. What? You think my tractor sexy? What's that song? Oh, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. There's pop country. You mean is like, like Jesus take the wheel? Like no. is that pop country? She no, no, thinks no. my tractor's sexy. I think is is, yeah. is one. <laughs> yeah. They're like party drinking. Yeah. Country songs are not for me. But that whole person, like That's I think a whole a different type of country sure. music. I, I know which that. I'm into too. Like yeah. um. I like my chicken fried, like that kind of. Casper is the one that. Cold beer on that Friday song. night. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that not, song, for me, but, not for me. No, but that I wouldn't push on you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even fuck with that on you. I mean, you're you know? thinking more just like Southern folk. 
Which yeah. I, yeah, I like you Southern would like, folk. Yes. Yeah. I like a cowboy. Oh, <laughs> sure do. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, but like, when you, no, I don't mean like, she's like, she's like, I like a cowboy. No, I don't mean like that. Is there a specific cowboy you're thinking of? <laughs> That's not what I was saying. We know you like cowboys. Uh, yeah. Cowboys. Boys. Sorry. What did I say? I like a cowboy? Yeah. yeah. You well, like, yeah, well, like, you were I saying, like cow- I like a cowboy. Yeah. 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 Not a specific Not cowboy. Not like a specific like... cowboy, but like I like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like a cowboy. Okay. Okay. Like when you say, I think his tractor is sexy, I'm like, oh, a tractor is sexy. <laughs> Sure, but I'm not going to be listening to a I song. Never, you're not going to be singing it? Yeah, yeah. To listen okay. to that. Ever. Yeah. I Ever. am. <laughs> but what I would try and get you to listen to, I do think that you would have an appreciation for. Just I'm saying. very curious to how this is going to go. Okay, cool. I'm making a, a playlist for you called Converting You. But you have to really know, you know it. Yeah. I know what songs. Like you wouldn't gonna- put Colder Weather on there. Colder weather is a genius. I know, but I'm talking. I, that's what I'm saying. I I'm don't talking think about he'd Rob. be mad at that. I don't think he'd be mad at colder weather. You don't? No. That's the first song she sent me and trying to convert me like six years ago. I think you have good taste, so I think that you would have an understanding of like, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, I like my chicken fried. However. I did have fried but chicken. But you do like your chicken you fried. Me and it was so good. I sent her to my favorite place. In oh, my God. That was so fun. Where was it? It was called, what is it called? Monel's. Monel's. But we didn't know you what know we Monel's? were getting into. What? She's like, go to Monel's every day, like stalking me. I was did stalking you go? Her. Did you go? So we walk in and there's like, it's like this old little like house, basically, with these two long tables. And they're crowded with a bunch of people. And they're like, those two seats. And I'm like looking, like trying to see where the seats are, you know? <laughs> and they're like, those ones. I'm like, with those people? You do, Wait, do you not know what a communal table is? I know what a communal table she is. She didn't but this know that's what different. it was. I didn't I told know her. what it was. This isn't a communal table. I don't table. think I said communal table. I said family style. Yeah, so I thought family style means like you order a bunch of dishes and no, you No, commu- the communal table is where you like sit next to someone you yeah. don't know. Yes. This is different. You sit next to someone you don't know and you share the meals with them. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a little weird. It was no unbelievable. It's I sat down my and favorite they're like, I was like, what the heck is that's, happening? That does not check out with you. Well, they were very surprised that I was at I was yeah, there. There's no way you would be like spraying hand sanitizer on people before no, they touch food. I, that is my favorite place. You literally share. Like we sat down and they're like, here's cornbread. Here's biscuits. Like. I'm getting up, putting the chicken on the kids' plates. They're not even my kids. And I'm just like, It's fucking what amazing. We it, went so really many cute. times when we lived there. Like, that's, we could walk there from the apartment we were in. And it was the greatest thing in the world. That is my one place. And they had a placard on that I didn't realize going in. It was like, come as strangers, leave as, as friends. As friends, yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Like, as we left, we're like, no, bye, it's Barb. the best. Family you know? would come visit. We went there. How long did you live in Nashville? Well, like I worked there, so we were there on and off for like probably five or six months. Wait, how long were you on that show? I feel like I did an arc of six episodes, but I could be wrong. This <laughs> is Nashville so. or this is part yeah. of Dixon? You were on Nashville. it that long? I'd have to double check that, but like, I feel like I was on it for, s- I'm probably wrong. Maybe it was three. Maybe it was three. I, need I to- used to go to Nashville as a kid all the time. As a my, kid? Uh, my grandparents lived just outside of Nashville. Where? So 
Franklin? Uh, Winchester. Oh, okay. Like a small little yeah. golf town. Um, and we would stay like at the Opryland, right next yeah, to the Opryland Opry Hotel. Yep. Yeah. Did you we, go into we, the we, Did you go into the we hotel? We saw a show. At no, the but Grand did you go to the Opryland Opry Hotel? Go on, like, the boat. Yeah, there's a boat in the no. hotel. No. It's a thing. You can go with the boys. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. The Grand Ole Opry, did you ever see a show there? You know that's not no. the original, though. What? That's not the original Grand Ole Opry. What do you mean? They moved it and built this big thing in oh, Opryland okay. and everything. It's not the original. Right, but they still... It's still but it's the Grand Ole Opry, but yeah. it's not the original building where it longest originated. Show, longest running mu- live musical show in the history of the world. That's crazy. That's nuts. The Ryman is what's still original, years. right? The Ryman. That can't be the long. How long? 95 years. Wow. Consecutively running. I know, a 100-year-old granny who's been singing the same tune. (laughs) So we walked into the Grand Ole Opry, and it's just sea of white hair, right? It's just like (laughs) the whole place. The whole place. Shut up. The whole place. (laughs) Senior citizen. We sit down. You You brought your dad? We had the best. My dad in heaven. (laughs) Yeah, Rob. He's making a joke about Jeff being older. Oh, he's not. About your dad. Jeff is a handsome man. I know he is, but. (laughs) Any Heelhauser. (laughs) I had the best time. And when we were done, I was like, this is my scene. (laughs) Like, this is how I want to watch a concert from here on out in a cushioned seat (laughs) with all old people sitting down and just clapping. Very strong smell of perfume. I'm telling you, I was all in. Is this it. where your love of country music came from, this trip? No, I haven't. No. Since I started dating Jeff, he would okay. listen to country music, and I would be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. It's just <laughs> not my scene. And then as time went on, I'd be like, oh, I like that song. Oh, I like that one. I mean, I listened to Shania Twain a lot in high school. It doesn't count, though, I guess. I'm going out tonight. Go for yeah. it. Whose bed have your boots been under? <laughs> Whose heart did you steal? I wonder. <laughs> this time is going to feel like thunder, baby. Oh, wait. Do you like bluegrass? No. They did this bluegrass band at the Opry, and it was like they did a cover of Creep. and Like banjo? Yeah. I love banjo. It. it was like a five-piece... Freaking uh-huh. bluegrass band, and they did Creep by Radiohead and like three other covers. And I think they were like the Cleverleys or something. It was so much fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what, Rob? Hmm. You should watch a little show I like to call Heart of Heart Dixie. Of Dixie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well. That's all, folks. Yeah, that's all, that folks. It. I hope I didn't have stuff in my teeth. I've been concerned this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like on this side. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, bye. Bye.